0: Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. I'm your host, Paul.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: And uh, this is episode 256 of the Film Buds Podcast.
1: Fantastic. We'll confirm that later.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's 256. Uh, And uh, it's our first one of the month of February. Woo! Uh, Last month, we did a, uh, a whole... Film, uh, buds, homage to the early films of Steven Spielberg. Um, given you know, Fableman's coming out and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you What did you think of the month overall, dear?
1: Um, I thought it was very informative. Honestly, I hadn't really seen a lot of Stephen King, Stephen King, Steven Spielberg before um, a certain point. Uh, that point being Jaws. So it was fun to, to go back and see some of his younger works and and see where you know this this young man and his love of film produced the old man that we know today, um, and where that legacy was born. So I thought that that was really interesting. Honestly, um, I have like I, I feel like I have a more full picture of who who Steven is as a as a filmmaker.
0: No, I think that that's totally fair. Um... I definitely enjoyed it. It was interesting to go back and, and having a, a decent working knowledge of, you know, his filmography, go back and see, you know, just how, how truly deep some of those artistic flourishes go, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause we've talked about how much I enjoy like first films of filmmakers, mm-hmm. um, and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. Uh, you know, you go back at Bottle Rocket, Wes Anderson's first film, and it has definitely some of those artistic flourishes, but like, you know, Grand Budapest, you know, on a visual level compared to Bottle Rocket are definitely living in different realms mm-hmm. um, to a degree. And I think even um, like Rushmore, you know, his second film. Um, so it was interesting to go back and and really go down that journey of, you know, an an American icon who's still making films today from that generation i mean um you look at that generation of filmmakers and you know some of them are still working but few of them are still prolific you know still churning out films as as routinely
1: yeah
0: um you know him and scorsese are some of some of the like still workhorse you know sort of filmmakers Mm -hmm. of that generation and they can just casually you know just sort of put out a, a classic you know um well
1: and they've got the name you know yeah. that's really that's really the driving force for any of these sales you know this legacy that they have is is is, is household you know yeah
0: but the fact that they you know still have it you no, know I think that that that's, they can just sort of you know I think on that that's fair
1: i mean they are getting old so like mm-hmm. you know how many more lucid years do these people truly have <laughs> <laughs>
0: i guess we'll find out no
1: i mean honestly Um,
0: (laughs) you know what if if i guess you know uh, uh, a slight slip on lucidity ends up creating you know uh, steven spielberg doing a horror movie again that sounds fine to me um because he hasn't done like a, a true horror movie in in a while um or a true comedy no that's true uh 1941 was a long time ago
1: that's right. And he never did it again.
0: Um, so, of course, we're now in February. And uh, we decided that we were going to do Black History Month on the Film Buds again.
1: Woo! Always Black History Month in February. Always, all the time. And that's
0: right. Uh. So, with that said, we also thought that we would combine it with, you know, some recent films that we didn't officially review on the show. Also films that are, you know in awards contention still in some places but also you know we're, we're uh in this particular instance excluded from the oscars uh and so for our first episode of black history month we're going to go with uh 2022's the woman king
1: fantastic
0: uh starring now if i'm not mistaken i just got the breaking news alert a second ago uh egot winner viola davis
1: Oh, truly. Yeah, I
0: believe that she is now uh, technically an EGOT.
1: Wow, to be so legendary. Right here in Black History Month.
0: Yep, for her audiobook.
1: Oh my gosh, really?
0: Yep. And so, just in time for Viola's EGOT, we're we're here reviewing The Woman King.
1: Yes, it's like we planned it.
0: (laughs) Uh, And... Uh, of course, we're also going to go down and, and do some other interesting stuff for Black History Month. We mm-hmm. might have a bonus episode that's another little Steven, uh episode thrown in there. That one might be, uh, you know, a uh, uh, 99 cents and you get the full experience kind of thing. Oh, um, fancy. But it might have both Nick Delgadillo and Madeline uh, Davis on as well, friends of the show. So um, it'll be a good time.
1: Yeah, buckle up for that adventure
0: yeah um i can't wait to hear nick and mad um talk about temple of doom
1: no honestly honestly um it's going to be an
0: enjoyable time yeah uh but with all of that said you know about what we've been doing what we're doing um i guess do we want to go ahead and, and jump on into our official review of the woman king sure let's
1: let's let's do this thing
0: sure um, so, The Woman King is, of course, based uh, loosely on a true story of a group of, um, of African uh, uh, an African civilization uh, tribe that um, sort of actively fought back to an extent against um, colonialism. You know, they didn't find themselves um, overtaken by uh, European settlers when they arrived. Um, They were able to, you know, sort of endure and remain uh, a sovereignty, whereas, you know, a lot of other groups were completely overrun uh, and sold into the slave trade. Uh, And so the plot of the film is a historical epic inspired by the true events that took place in the kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. Um, Alrighty
1: tight tidy.
0: The film is directed by Gina Prince Bythewood. Uh it is written by Dana Stevens with a story by Maria Bello. I'd be really curious about that that story credit by Maria Bello. That's interesting. Uh and the film stars Viola Davis, uh Thuzo Medu. Thuzo Mbedu. Uh, Lashana Lashana Lynch, Sheila Adam, and John Boyega. Uh, and I guess with all that said, I'll turn it over to you, dear. What did you think of The Woman King?
1: So, honestly, at the end of the day, like, I think that this movie is, like, a passable film. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I guess I should elaborate on that. Um, So we watched this movie with my parents um, a a little a while back while we were there for the holidays um, in December. And uh, it was definitely like parent approved kind of film, you know, like both of my parents stayed alert and active throughout the entire film, which is always, you know, an A plus kind of deal. Um, so if, if, if that's what you're looking for, you you, you, you got it right here. Um, what did I think about this film? I thought that this film was interesting, but I feel like it lost a lot of focus on what the film was supposed to be about. Mm. Um, because it's called The Woman King, but then we, we spend a lot of our main character focus on a completely different character. Mm. And in her rise into into this community of of female warriors and her her kind of like hazing into this society and her her training montage and we waste a lot of time with that focus and i guess going into this i thought that this movie was going to be about viola yeah i mean it's it's literally it's it's about her she's the she's the main person on the poster she's the woman king like we you you know that going into the film, you're just leading into how I guess she get, becomes the woman king, and I think that it gets really distracted with with this like young girl and like her journey through this and 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 this like redemption story that she goes on. Whereas like, um, I felt like our 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 I guess what I assumed was going to be our main focus got like really sidelined to just being like she's a badass general, yeah, who who does badass things and and gosh darn it is she is she a mean person but she's tough love you know and i just i felt like this movie got real hard into that like we and and really where, and then they kind of just like slid in the stuff about the slave trade really casually i felt like that was the only thing really moving the plot forward in any direction um John Boyega's fantastic yeah John Boyega's costume designer is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so much fun to see John Boyega in this film because it's completely different than Finn in the best kind of way. He literally gets to wear these just fantastic silk robes that are so vibrant and, and so so patterned and so colorful and so luxurious. You know, he really feels like royalty and it's just it's so good it, it, it gives me you know real horror black panther vibes where i'm like yeah Wakanda. gersha
0: phillips is the costume designer
1: fantastic gersha you did amazing sweetie um because also like his 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 uh what are what are they called the, the concubines mm-hmm. his concubines also all look fantastic they they really elevate i think this this idea of of african beauty mm-hmm. in this film because it's it's I think that they're really leaning on that honestly is this kind of it's the real life Wakanda. Yeah. feeling. And I don't know how much of this is truly accurate. Um and it and it shows I think a lot. Uh it's it's like 300 the Gladiator movie of uh, Spartan, excuse me, whatever. Gladiator is is fine, I guess. Um it's like that though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 historically accurate-ish
0: i understand that
1: you know it's about events that happened but then we threw in some sex appeal
0: no i definitely understand that
1: and i guess i don't know i guess i was expecting something more from this film
0: i understand where you're coming from with that um first of all i think that you're right so much of this movie on a pure aesthetics level is tremendous. The cast is hot.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Everyone is filmed immaculately. Um, The cinematographer is Polly Morgan. uh, And um, I think that she uh, did a great job. Um, And then, you know, uh, I think that the director, Gina uh, Prince-Bythewood, Definitely knew how to make everything look luxurious and, and rich and fantastic. There was plenty of, you know, like production design in certain parts of this movie, like the costuming and the makeup effects. Um, I think that what you are getting at is that like there were a lot of spinning plates and it does feel as though some of them were just sort of, left to drop or just very quickly removed, you know, and discarded and it's no longer in rotation. Um, Because there is this interesting thing of John Boyega is this king who is facing colonizers coming in, enslaving people. What is he to do? Um, You know, this uncertainty about going into conflict, into open war with these people. Uh, and, you know, he has all of these wives and advisors, et cetera, that make up his council. And, you know, the one that he takes the most seriously is also the one that is, like, the most, um, brutish, you know, in the courts. This, uh, uh, general played by Viola Davis. And she is, you know, to everyone else there, like, offensive, you know, in how she's brusque and doesn't come in perfumed, you know, and and that sort of thing. And she doesn't have all of the respect all of the time. But it's because, like, she won him that throne, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So we've got all of this really interesting interplay literally just right there. Uh, And then we do start to also get into this little romance plot between our actual main character, you know, or our co-lead, I suppose you could say, and um, this... Uh, half-African...
1: Half-Spaniard.
0: Half-Spaniard guy that she meets who came here with the colonizers because he wanted to return to his homeland where his mother was from. Um, And then you also have this entire plot of the the mysterious parentage of our main character. Uh, And then you have you know, her rising up through the ranks of this military in the midst of this conflict. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually at the end of it, Viola Davis is, is you know, anointed the woman king. And it just feels like a lot of dynamics happening at once that don't necessarily always have the most satisfactory of payoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't think that... Um, You know, it reaches as far with certain things, partially because the fact that uh, it's PG-13, but it only has the 13 because it's fighting. You know, if we strip away some of this, ultimately it is kind of like a PG, pretty straightforward historical film. You know, it's not really taking bites or risks, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or... doing anything sort of out there um the person who is of course doing some of the most out there stuff is the person that you highlighted almost immediately john boyega who is almost doing a ben affleck in the last duel
1: oh yeah he's just here to have a good time i
0: look hot and my lines are good enough that i can sink my full teeth into them in whatever performance i want as a king Mm mm-hmm and it's good. No, yeah,
1: you can, <laughs> you can tell that he is so excited to not be playing Finn right now. Yeah. And it's so good to see. Honestly, it, it, it really reaffirmed, um, you know, whether, for me, whether or not John Boyega could act. Uh,
0: he's apparently great in a, a TV anthology film called Small Axe. Okay. Um, that is a, like, 70s set uh, British cop story.
1: Oh, interesting. I'd be I'd be down to, to take a to take a gander.
0: Uh if I'm not mistaken, it's directed by Barry Jenkins.
1: Okay.
0: Who did Twelve Years a Slave um, oh. and some other films as well.
1: <laughs> or
0: no, excuse me, that's not Barry Jenkins. That's um and I am I am switching up my directors. Um He's got the same name as Steve McQueen. Um
1: you say okay if i'm not mistaken
0: it's steve mcqueen okay um, okay did small acts because steve mcqueen is british um and so yeah um i'd be interested in giving that one a watch as well uh and so i think that boyega is having a great time here and i think that like viola is making the most of the material i don't think that any of the cast is doing a bad job i think the material isn't getting all the way there on the page and I just again I don't think that it's taking those bites those risks doing those slightly interesting things um you know this is what we would refer to you know as as a pretty you know standard sword and sandal movie
1: yeah yeah I found myself getting bored as the longer the movie went on the more bored I became because I was like oh we're just following it following the same tropes that I'm used to I was really hoping to be, you know, to just go on this adventure of this story from from history. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, now there's this this mid-act love story that's, like, unnecessary as hell.
0: And it is because of the generosity with the history. Yeah. That it does become, to your point, boring.
1: Yeah, and, like, it just, I think that it follows a really traditional landscape of what this film needs to be. You know, we've got, we've got... Are action sequences that are totally badass but they are mixed in with a lot of like personal drama and like we had to have some game of thrones shit thrown in there you know to really spice it up and i just i just i don't know i i felt like this movie was very passably good but like
0: i think that honestly taking that step and maybe i'm wrong taking that step i think into being an r-rated movie mm. and dropping the love interest Mm -hmm. would have really upgraded a lot of this movie because we could have gotten into adult topics and that's the thing we're talking about colonization and the active enslavement of african colonies and then we're going to try and pg-13 this hoe
1: yeah and it just it doesn't make any sense to me and why how dare how dare her love interest be the most sexy man that has ever like dripped on this planet earth like it was just it, it threw me out completely i was like why on earth is he ripped?
0: He's so impossibly sexy.
1: <laughs> Why is he ripped and then in these painted-on pants? Like what on he earth? He looks like
0: he—he he literally looks like a romance novel cover. Yes. At one point.
1: Yes. And I was like, "This is so unrealistic to the point where it's just—it's just plain offensive."
0: Um, and you know, I think that like, y- y- I saw a lot of people compare this movie to like Braveheart and Gladiator. And I think that, like, one of the big things with, like, you know, both Braveheart and Gladiator is they are both taking that R-rated bite where they're able to take the mature adult themes, you know, to mature adult places. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the you know, with Braveheart, the end of that movie, you know, we stick true to history. Braveheart doesn't make it in the end, guys. Um Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> and, um... History, spoiler alert, I guess, he's drawn and quartered. So... Um, That's what you want to hear. Yeah, you know, um... I think that the other thing is, you know, they're they're willing to take those those hard, tonal beats, and, like, we do lose a Zogi. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um... You know, in the, in the process of the movie. But... It does just feel that that it has this tameness, you know. Um, and I think that it is because we we need to do things like lose the love interest, focus on the politics of it all. Let's look at, like, a great example of something that balanced human interest. You know, we'll use a, a, a modern example, The Last Duel, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. Mm-hmm. We're balancing the interplay of these relationships inside of a larger political context of instability inside of this conflict. Mm -hmm. And that movie does a great balancing act of all of those perspectives and opinions of three different characters all inside of this intrigue. Um, But they also make the decision to make it about the personal side, Mm -hmm. not the historical side. And here they try to make it both
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's trying to Titanic for me, you know, where and we don't like, also
0: have the same runtime as a Titanic.
1: Yeah, no. and like, and I guess for me, you know, I think that obviously the stuff that's happening in Titanic James Cameron's Titanic is not real, you know, other than the, the pure logistics of that boat sank, and people died.
0: And some of the some of the people
1: Yeah, and some of the names, and:', and accurate. Yeah, but the, uh, the main story... About Jack and
0: Rose? Not real.
1: Not a bit. But it doesn't make the movie feel less genuine and less interesting as a viewer. Whereas here, it's so distracting.
0: You know, it's the issue of... Here's here's the thing. The, the historical liberties taken with this, you know, give it this kind of... Um, false sensibility because these people weren't here doing these things etc and we know that about jack and rose but they don't try to save the ship you know they don't try and no they're just victims to it yes and i think that that's one of the reasons that that sort of works better for titanic is because we don't suddenly have jack spotting the iceberg before anyone else does and and trying 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 desperately to warn the captain
1: but nobody wants to believe him
0: because he's a poor man you know Uh, like we don't do any of that kind of cheap schlockery
1: no yeah and i just i was so mad when they brought in the hot dude i was like so angry and mind you we're watching this movie with my parents so i can't truly voice my opinions Mm -hmm. about this person but like it's just so unnecessary is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Homie looked like he was hitting the gym on a daily basis. And that's just not, that's just not historically accurate. I'm
0: sorry. Well, and, you know, let's, you mentioned Titanic. Here we are, we do have a big historical epic, right? Mm-hmm. It comes in at 2.15. hmm If I'm being honest, we need to be hitting two and a half hours, you mm-hmm. know? Because I do want to really understand some of the intricacies. And there were certain things that were rushed in this movie. Yeah, That yeah. we just glanced through.
1: Yeah, because we had to get back to the stuff that was the interesting part. The drama. Yeah. I could have cared less. I, I the, the parts that I was truly having fun with was was, was all of the, the council stuff.
0: And the politics of all of that. Yeah, yeah, it was
1: so interesting because I also really enjoyed this kind of like tribal nations feeling of like he was the king, but he had his many advisors that were specializing in different things. And
0: I even dug the idea that like she was making some bad calls out of personal vendetta
1: yeah yeah because that's also very human and then how are we going to get past that but i think that that's why we needed her to just be our main character instead of this weird like uh surprise plot twist of this like young girl like Mm -hmm. i understand that they were trying to like mirror their experiences to like our final conclusion of like
0: she gets accepted into the ranks as like the new young version of viola and Viola becomes the woman king, exactly. you know, at the same time. You know,
1: but no, that's not that's not what we get either. So it's just, it's it's just a whole lot of like, and then they lived happily ever after. That is so not deserved.
0: Yeah, it is, and you know, it is like, to your point, I think that is that is also why it's a little bit maybe disingenuous to compare it to Braveheart or Gladiator or or something like that because, you know, you go to those movies. Because people did make those comparison a lot. But you go to those movies, they're about who? Braveheart. They're about who? The Gladiator. I'm not going to Gladiator and surprise, it's about his, uh, his nephew, you know? Oh my
1: gosh, we, you <laughs> go to see Harry Potter and it's really about Ron Weasley, guys!
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's... It's been
1: about Ron the whole time.
0: You know, I think that for me, um, and... Maybe, maybe this was always the intent of the script, but they had to sell it on Viola, you know, but then that's a flaw of marketing and expectation building.
1: No, yeah, honestly, and I just, I don't understand why they did that, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, gosh, another movie that does this to me that, that it, it pissed me off just as much there was, um the the new doctor strange movie where it's really about america the entire film with a side bit of it being about doctor strange but they had to sell it as doctor strange in the multiverse of madness he's not doing anything he's an he's an ornament
0: yeah he's not he's not going on a journey
1: no and his journey is so the same journey that we've gone on a thousand times with him he's going on the same journey of why doesn't my ex-girlfriend want
0: me back yeah it's a paper cut out journey
1: yeah, it's boring. And I just, I don't know. I feel like this reminds me a lot of that. Well,
0: and you know what? Let's let's compare it to another kind of even mid-tier version of this movie type that we watched recently.
1: Okay.
0: Um, The Kevin Costner Robin Hood.
1: Oh, oh, great time.
0: Yes. Still, ultimately, even though it's campy, a better experience, I would say, to a certain degree, if only because they're making some weird choices we've got some good big performances and for the most part we're keeping it really focused yeah him and Maid Marian we follow the bullet points of that fine but we're really honed in on him and the sheriff and the entire rivalry of these two played out at a far
1: Mm-hmm. until
0: they finally come head to head.
1: No, yeah. I feel like they honestly were like, crap, how do we make a movie without putting a love story in it? Because it doesn't make sense for Viola to fall in love with anybody. I know, we'll just have an entirely sub-B plot that's actually our main A plot and then people will just, they'll just enjoy the ride. Yeah.
0: Um, it's and And you can have all of these things at the same time in a movie, but you need to figure out how to prioritize and arrange them in a way... That they work, and you also need to give your movie the time that it needs, and I just think that this movie maybe needed more runtime if it wanted to have all these things. Or
1: just less stuff
0: to focus on. Exactly. Because 2.15 is a big bill for every plot element that I just put in there. No, Think yeah. about how the Pirates movies, let us comp- another epic, you know, that has romance and swashbuckling mm-hmm. and politics happening behind the scenes... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl is 2.23, so we've got almost 10 whole minutes of extra time. That the right ten minutes can really improve a movie.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree. And I think that like I've been really marinating on this movie for a while now about how I feel about it.
0: Me and too, because I want to like it more than I do.
1: Eddie, exactly. I'm
0: desperate to like it more than I do. When
1: we, when we saw the commercials for this movie at nauseum, at nauseum, every time we went to go see a movie, even if it wasn't an action film, they were like, "You're watching a horror movie? Well, guess what? Here's the Woman, Woman King." King. And I was like, we're going to watch this movie and it's going to be a good time. It's going to make me feel exactly like that Black Panther movie made me feel, you know, it's Mm going to make me be so proud to be a black person. And this movie went, hey, look, black people in Africa. And then just kind of like got distracted. And I just, I think that we should be allowed to critique that.
0: No, for sure. And I think that, um, honestly, I was a little bit surprised when I saw that, um, the reason that I was a little bit surprised when I said that I'd be curious about that story by Maria Bello credit, um, you know, I know that this was, uh, directed by a, uh, a woman of color, but both of our writers, Dana Stevens, our main actual screenplay writer.
1: Oh God, guys.
0: Uh, and then maria bello is like literally the actor maria bello here with a story by credit and so i'm really curious if that's accurate or not
1: i really don't know and then that you know that maybe explains a lot of my my critiques about this film <laughs> <laughs> maybe we we summed it up really nicely in a nice boat we had we had white writers <laughs> And that's just that on a hat, you know? They said that they were going to come in here and write a story about Black people, and they did half of that.
0: They wrote a story.
1: Yep. And they were Black people.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that also the real story of this tribe is this delicate balance of navigating a really complicated issue.
1: Yeah, but I really think that they didn't want to talk about the issue.
0: Yada, yada, yada.
1: They were like, slavery is such a B-plot, C, maybe even D-plot of this film right now. It is not really about the African slave trade. Because also then we would not have had a sex scene in the middle of it.
0: You, yeah. Because you
1: are not about to tell me. That people being auctioned off right outside the window has any amount of sex appeal. Hmm. This is was an unserious film.
0: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, um, fair. Because again, you know to to make the comparison, you know Braveheart does part of the whole thing is like the Scottish hate. The whole prima nocta thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so we don't get too too graphic with it but we've got an entire sequence you know of of pillage and plunder and and rape you know yeah um and yeah it's toothless stuff you Mm -hmm. know it's it's made for tv disney channel to your point parent approved and that's why i think you know for me it's not dissimilar from like um um hidden figures
1: Oh, uh, but I think that Hidden Figures is doing Hidden a better figures, job. But
0: Hidden Figures doesn't have to go as hard hitting. And yeah, that's exactly. where it can carry the balance back. Exactly.
1: It's still peer to It's still a family film, but it's still. I but think it's taking this it more needed, seriously. This pulled
0: punches. Yes. And that's the issue. Yeah. the heart of this. It was pulling its punches.
1: And it could have been a really interesting film about something that's very serious and still topical for today and they were like no
0: i mean i'm not trying to be rude i think steven spielberg's west side story has more teeth
1: yeah because it, at least it's still about the racism of it yeah you know and about these two people who at, at the odds of all of this you know is still found love you know and had hope for mm-hmm. their future or th- this doesn't mean anything this doesn't mean anything i'm so mad i'm so mad that it's he- a little too glossy I hate, I hate his entire plot, honestly. Him coming here from Spain because his mom was here with his slave trader friend and him over here trying to convince everybody that he's not a racist son of a bitch. And then he ends up getting the girl. And they, they, they try to convince me that it's some star-crossed lover's crap. And I, I, I have to call out...
0: My favorite part of it was honestly her being like, I saved you, but I'm gonna dip now.
1: <laughs> like, my... <laughs> Goodness. It was my
0: favorite part because I was like, no, that's fair.
1: I think that I would have even accepted their love story more if we had, like, consummated their love story, like, out between these two worlds, you know, when they run away to that nighttime escape and they're, like, in the woods together or whatever. Like, I would have been like, all right, and this is where they have sex. Not, not after he, quote, unquote, saves her from the slave trade. Don't you dare.
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: Uh, after she just watched her friend die. Don't you dare. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just it's just not
0: great. <laughs> Problem? Uh Oof.
1: We're really starting out Black History Month strong. But I think that it is really important to I feel like there's a there's a thing that happens in the black community where you go, Well, black people made it, so therefore you cannot critique it. It is something that we have to hold up on a platform because it is a part of our history. No, we can still judge stuff.
0: Well and honestly, you know, a lot of people have been like, It's a real shame that this movie got totally shut out and I will say this. I think that it is same a shame that the cinematography was shut out. Yeah. I think it is a sh- a shame that uh viola was shut out mm-hmm. i think it is a shame that the costume hair and makeup were shut out
1: yeah because it's stunning it's a beautiful looking production mill.
0: design all of these things this is not a best picture film no this is not a best director film sorry no this is not a best written film <laughs> no um and it's
1: it's so and if on a first glance it's so passable it's you know, it's it's checking all the boxes. It's like
0: Bohemian Rhapsody, and here's the thing: Bohemian Rhapsody shouldn't have been nominated or won anything either.
1: But it's about but this Queen. is
0: just as a f- sort of offensively glossy. Yeah. About complicated history.
1: No, I think
0: that that's fair. Uh, so, if you had to rate, uh, the Woman King one out of f- uh, you know i guess you could do a zero i don't think you will but if you had to rate it out of five what would you give it
1: i think that i'm gonna give this movie like a gosh i'm gonna give this movie a two i just i don't i don't really think that this movie is the movie that i wanted based on the the, the context that it was talking about mm. um are there things that i like about this film of course, I think that the action looks great. I think that they we are... did
0: not address that the action is top notch. The are... battles are cool, even though they aren't R rated battles. They're dope.
1: No, yeah, they are really kicking ass, and I have to give that. And they are really making, cool shit. They are making these women just as powerful and as interesting as, as how I felt about um in in the original Wonder Woman film. You know, being like, wow, yeah. these are some kick ass women. That's fantastic. You don't see that that often the parts that i have to judge are are everything else
0: yeah because i can i watch this movie like my dear father-in-law battles only
1: yeah sure
0: but i've i've got to judge the whole you know i've got i've got to judge the thing as it is
1: yeah and it's it's just not it's just not what i wanted between the battles was not really what i needed and i i felt like as the movie progressed the plot got even worse for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, the focus got harder and harder. Yeah. And when she finally gets, you know, the status of Woman King, it almost feels like wait, it's like that?
1: No, yeah. yeah Yeah. oh yeah it it didn't feel deserved even even after all of it i was like it doesn't feel
0: like the crowning of aragorn
1: oh yeah where he's like really he he deserved that
0: he he earned this moment
1: because it wasn't it was because he was a king Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. you know
1: in every sense of the word he was a, a a person of the people you know he was a leader he was a he was he he understood what he was doing and the and the value of that. And this film was like ah uh, yada yada yada, and then she becomes queen. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Um, um. What 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 are you gonna give this film?
0: I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Okay. Because at least everyone looked sexy.
1: No. Yeah, they looked great. <laughs> they they body old the hell out of the entire cast. They oh, they glistened. Yeah they were they were fan every mm-hmm, this movie had sex appeal that's fan yeah
0: these these people have never looked better on screen
1: yeah you know what i
0: mean and like so much of especially big screen uh you know big budget viola lately that i have seen of her has been like amanda waller you know or michelle obama
1: yeah, where she's um, like in a button up um a pantsuit.
0: And so getting to see her be like, you know, strong with this, you know, big, like almost like faux hawk, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She looked great, you know. Um, it reminded yeah. me that like Viola still has like pure sex appeal. No, you know? yeah,
1: and like the, the actor who plays Izuki, like, is is phenomenal. Lashana
0: Lynch, yes. Yeah, she's who absolutely is, um, phenomenal. The new 007. Yes in um No yes, Time yes, to Die. Yes.
1: No, I honestly I prefer this movie of this performance over that one
0: Yeah um she's also in the Matilda movie
1: Okay okay yes you did tell me this okay Um
0: and so I really really enjoyed uh certain parts of this movie I I really wish that it had reached so much further and and deeper Um I should have I should have balled my eyes out at least at one point in this movie and, and yeah. I never got there Um, and I think that, um, I'll give it the extra half again because everyone looked phenomenal.
1: No, yeah, I'm just disappointed because this is not unlike a gladiator and gladiator type films, you know, this is not something that's going to get another film anytime soon about it. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's also, this is our only one that we have of it, you know, this is the thing that people are going to go and say, we checked that box and we don't have to revisit this. Yeah. So I just, Disappointment. You know the fact that uh, y- you had this, and you and you squandered it.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. <sighs>
1: Disappointing.
0: <laughs> but with all that said, um, we'll move on to our sort of post show uh, or post review discussion. Uh, the first bit of news is that Netflix, uh, if you haven't heard took an absolute walloping um, over their... Bad
1: decision-making.
0: ...proposed uh, password-sharing policies. They have now said that some of that was shared in error, and uh, they're going to clarify certain things, you know, and, and the, the 31 days is, is not, you know, an accurate uh, uh, sentiment, you know, and, and, uh, and don't you worry you know
1: (laughs) Ah, this was shared in error that is the most uh, don't even i i meant to not click send and i did and whoopsie whoa that was a mistake that is the most horseshit i have ever heard um fantastic fantastic I'm glad that they've got a better media person th- than the Trump estate does. Um, they said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Here, it was a bad, it was a bad call. That that entire thing was going to blow up in their face. And honestly, I'm shocked at how quickly it blew up in their face. I was expecting it to be at least, you know, a few months into the the whole program. They literally they, they announced that thing like last week. Yeah. And it's done. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't. I think that they thought that if they put this in place, that all of those people who were mooching off of somebody else's Netflix account was then going to go. Gosh, I'll
0: I get must. One.
1: I have to buy one because I can't live without my Netflix shows. And they and got the exact is, opposite.
0: Uh, and and you know, um, I think that it's really interesting. Immediately, all across social media, everyone was talking about torrenting. And someone also I saw pulled up an old article where one of the Netflix people was like, "Pirating is not a um, uh, uh, pricing, you know, issue or anything like that. It's a it's a convenience issue, you know, like uh, it's 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 you know if you're not making something and giving it to people in a way that's easy and accessible."
1: Then they'll turn then to they'll pirating.
0: Then turn, yeah, to to pirating and that sort of thing.
1: That's fantastic. And so
0: people found like all of these instances where, as a brand, they they openly contradicted everything that this new policy stood for. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and so they've they've already backtracked.
1: Fantastic. Ah, oh, gosh.
0: Um, however, honestly, TBD. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw this reflected. In quarterly earnings.
1: I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that because, like... Some
0: people might not come back still.
1: Because, honestly, we're on your parents' Netflix. And, mind you, we're still living in the same house. So, like, that 30-day rule or whatever wasn't going to apply to us. But if this had stayed, I would have strongly been like, you know what? I don't think that we need Netflix anymore. Yeah. So... You know, what does that say for your platform? That there's not anything really of interest that will that will keep me coming back. Or, you know, I'll I'll come back like people do already for the for the one thing that I want to watch with my seven day free trial and then I'm gonna watch that thing and then I'm gonna dip again before yeah. you ever get a cent of out of my pocket.
0: Yeah. Um and you know, I think that they ultimately they have lost sight of what their business model is.
1: Yeah, yeah, they saw um, dollar signs in their eyes and forgot everything else.
0: And and I think that it's reflected in this kind of bad policy making.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in the other news, I did want to, of course, elaborate. Like I said, Viola Davis is now an EGOT winner.
1: Yes, congratulations, Viola.
0: Um. So, to clarify, like I said, she, she won her, her uh, Grammy for the audiobook, Finding Me. Um, she won her Academy Award in 2017 for Fences. She won her Emmy in 2015 for How to Get Away with Murder. And uh, she won uh, two Tony Awards, actually. One for King Hedley II. And the other four fences.
1: Fantastic.
0: Um, She is the third black woman uh, to receive an EGOT.
1: Is Whoopi one of them?
0: Whoopi Goldberg is, in fact, uh, one of the other winners.
1: Oh, fantastic. I'm glad that I guessed that. Uh,
0: There are six black EGOT winners in total. Uh there is Whoopi, there is John Legend, mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones, Fantastic. Harry Belafonte, oh my Quincy God. Jones, uh, Common, Cynthia Arrivo, uh, and Billy Porter.
1: Amazing, amazing. I was not expecting Cynthia Arivo to be our other black woman. It's really interesting that there is such a um I guess it is split down the middle. You said that there were six of them?
0: Yes. Oh, excuse me. There are six in total and and some who are on the, the cusp. Billy Porter, Cynthia Erivo, and Common are, are on, on the, the cusp.
1: cusp. Okay, so then we've got...
0: Um, We've got uh, Whoopi. Mm-hmm. Uh, And Jennifer
1: Hudson are are two mm -hmm. other females. James Earl
0: Jones, Harry Belafonte, Quincy Jones.
1: Copy. It's interesting that all of our females that have happened in the, you know, the last 50 years were, you know, other than maybe James getting his, um, there were some of the... And I was like, those are black and white photos, guys. Yeah. You know?
0: But, you know, back in the day, especially a lot of people worked across every sort of field, Yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 Um, Not unlike Fred Astaire, you know, stage and screen. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, we could totally go back to that, but then we have to also value theater more.
0: Yeah, and we're going to have to also raise the caliber on, you know, you can't just act. You have to also have one extra thing, you know, because a lot of those people were, were typically singers and dancers or actors and dancers or actors and singers or or triple threats in some capacity even if they couldn't really do them all that great.
1: Well honestly, I think that at the end of the day, I think that my acting caliber for film actors needs to improve because I feel like performing the same show 8 days a week or 8 times a week is is more of a test of of who you are as an actor, if you can go there on a consistent basis versus people who can just do it those few times you know, those few takes and that'd be it, yeah. you know, sometimes they don't even get the whole script at once. Yeah. Imagine like, you know, I think that that, that would truly, how also... could you ever
0: really learn material that way?
1: Exactly. Honestly. What's the
0: emotional journey of my character in the larger piece, not just my scenes, but how does my entire character's journey fit into the entire piece
1: yeah what yeah. notes
0: do i think that i need to pull on in my journey that enrich
1: the the, the themes tones of the, of the yeah. piece? yeah 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 no and i think that that would also um get a lot of people out of the weeds as well you know we would we wouldn't have all these actors where you're like oh they just do this one bit and that's it
0: you yeah. know
1: they they we wouldn't have people like the rock who are who are late you know if you had to do both and you couldn't do one without the other, then people like him would be, would be out of the business. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way that that man is going to actively go to rehearsals and then shows on time. Yeah. Minimum.
0: Yeah. But he's going to be a
1: diva about the whole thing.
0: The curtain is going to come and your understudy is right there. Yeah. And they're chomping.
1: Ready ready and people paid to see you. And so they get to see the understudy now, which they're going to be upset about. But at the end of the day, they're probably going to get a better performance
0: <laughs> coming at you, mm. the rock. Um, And so, you know, I think that, um, yeah, I think that definitely you look at a lot of, you know, typical actors, you know, in the film setting and, and very few of them do have, especially in the way that a lot of big budget stuff is done. Those chops for even working with a director like David Fincher. Yeah, no. Um, you know, you hear about uh, the fact... I think Harvey Keitel is a tremendous actor. I think it is hilarious that he ended up quitting Eyes Wide Shut because... Um, it was too difficult. Stanley Kubrick tried to fucking Meisner him. Yeah. And, and tried to have him just walk through a door... Like, 60 times or some shit. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that definitely Stanley Kubrick is a madman, but also, um, that's kind of stage work. Yeah. But in a, in, a, in a film time frame. Yeah. That's rehearsals and performances across an entire year contract on stage condensed into one to two days of filming hmm Where he makes you do it every time until you get it. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that it's fucking hilarious that he quit. Um, but again, you know, I think that it goes back to, like, so many people, you know, couldn't work with someone like Fincher who does that kind of thing.
1: Or even, you know, something, something as, 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 you know, wonderful as, as Wes Anderson films, you know, just mm-hmm. something... The
0: precision was... of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's clockwork. Yeah, and I'm, and honestly, if it's a it's a craft, and I think people have gotten distracted by celebrities and have forgotten that this is about art and about artists performing.
0: What's so interesting to me, you know, about you know a great example for me of a of a clockwork set of filmmakers that are all about the script is law and timing, mm-hmm. the Cohens. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting that Joel Cohen went on to then go and do a Shakespeare adaptation. The script is law, yeah, and it is clockwork.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, interestingly, it's not the one that actually has a PhD in English.
1: Well, when that's the person um, that you spend the most time with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't need a PhD at that point.
0: Um, so yeah, I think that uh, or a master's, whatever it is, he's got a he's got a higher degree. Uh, he's
1: got a fancy pants degree, guys. That's right.
0: That's right. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about was Peter Safran and James Gunn revealed uh, the the upcoming DC slate.
1: Oh, okay. So what's what's DC got planned for us? So
0: of course they're still releasing the Flash.
1: Yeah, terrible um, decision. They
0: are going to, of course, still move ahead with Aquaman, The Last Kingdom.
1: Amazing, terrible.
0: Um, the Batman Part Two Ooh, still exciting. happening. Exciting. Um. But they also announced... And Blue Beetle is still happening.
1: Okay, TBD.
0: Um But they announced Superman Legacy. Okay. Which is going to be the James Gunn written and directed Superman film.
1: Oh, interesting. They're it rebooting might actually, Superman. It might actually have a point.
0: Well, I mean, he is also a kid from the Midwest.
1: Well, I think that James Gunn, if anybody's going to make Superman interesting, it's going to be a guy who's interesting.
0: Um it's coming out july twenty five okay um the authority okay uh which is about uh a more obscure sort of character very sci fi edged yeah so very that sounds, in line with james Gunn
1: that sounds right
0: a new Batman film will also coincide with what we have going on mm-hmm um Potentially maybe even able to coincide with, like, Justice League and that sort of thing. Okay. Batman Brave and the Bold. Uh, And it's going to be Batman and Robin focusing on him and Damian Wayne, the child that he has with Tal Yal Ghul.
1: Right.
0: Um, Who becomes one of his Robins.
1: Copy. Gosh, this is not a storyline that I know anything about.
0: Um we've got Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is a Simon uh science fiction uh sort of centric story for Supergirl as well. hmm Swamp Thing!
1: Yeah! We've got
0: a rumor for a Swamp Thing director. Okay. James Mangold,
1: who really? did Logan. Ooh. Mmm, mm, interessante. And is
0: doing the upcoming Indy Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, And as far as TV goes, we have Creature Commandos, which is going to be a seven-episode animated show with uh, Amanda Waller Mm -hmm. present. We're also getting Waller.
1: Okay, good, good, good. Brought
0: to us by the team that did Watchmen, the TV show.
1: Okay.
0: um, And Supernatural.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Booster Gold is getting a tv show i don't
1: know who booster gold booster
0: is. gold is a guy who time travels from the future into the past to make himself a, a superhero because essentially he's kind of like pretty mid in
1: the future the future copy i
0: like this um lanterns oh
1: Oh, exciting, exciting. We had a terrible Green Lantern film. Make them better.
0: And Paradise Lost, a Themyscira set story about the Amazons and the birthplace of Wonder Woman.
1: Okay, okay. It's about
0: the genesis of the island. So it's probably also going to involve Zeus.
1: That'd okay. be like
0: a lot of myth. Um, James Gunn apparently described this slate as being about gods and monsters.
1: Mmm. I fuck with it. I like it's.
0: I like. Uh, and this is just, you know, some of what they have planned.
1: Well, I'm more excited than I've ever been about DC in films. Thank you so much, and
0: <laughs> Um So honestly, I think that it'll be interesting. Uh, I definitely am in, am curious about what he wants to do with Superman because. I think that is a character that is woefully misunderstood and lost sight of.
1: Yeah. He's too Um, noble and nobody knows what to do with that.
0: Yeah. Um and I'm I'm also looking forward to some of the other things that he's doing that also feel like real James Gunn flourishes. Skipping all the way to um Damian Wayne, who he describes as a little murderous bastard. Um okay because he is he's he's a robin that um because he's raised by talia you know batman has to like crack the whip on him and be like we don't kill (laughs) copy um and so i'm interested in really going down some of these roads and, and seeing where it takes us
1: Mhm. No, yeah, very much so. Um I'm looking I'm looking very much forward to it. I'm going to skip over the first few things that you said cuz I'm not interested. And then after that, I'm, I'm... other than the
0: Batman part too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that that was And Blue Beetle. Yeah, but no, I I'm you know what I meant.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flash, and
1: Aquaman? yeah Flash and Aquaman. Yeah, I know. Could care fucking less. Um
0: But no, I'm I'm looking forward to what he does with it and um I think James Gunn is interesting. I may not always one hundred percent agree with some of his opinions and perspectives on certain things in relation to particularly standing by Ezra and the Flash film. Um, I think that that was
1: more just contract at that point
0: yeah uh but uh I think that I think that James Gunn is a really interesting person. Uh, and a really interesting filmmaker and storyteller, and I think that these characters are our characters that are very near and dear to his heart. Um, I still hope that he also does, somehow in the middle of all this, find time to do things that are not at all DC Comics related. Um, Yeah. Because I think that that's where he does his best. For sure. For sure. But that's pretty much all that I have for for everybody. Dear, do you have anything for for the listeners?
1: Um, no. Catch us catch us next week with with some more black history. Woo!
0: And let me tell you this. History is important. The humanities are important. Um, you need to understand where we came from to ever hope to change where we're going and history is an uncomfortable subject but a necessary one and it doesn't have to be about shame but it does have to be to a certain level about accountability and honesty of where things went i like that um and we'll always of course try to bring you history with a little bit of a wink and a nudge and a smile as well Um, because it's always, it's always good to, to enrich and to learn and to deepen. Because also once you really scratch away some of the surface level stuff, as we always say, the human condition is universal.
1: That's, that's correct.
0: Uh, so thank you guys as always for listening. Like Lauren said, be sure to come and join us next week and we'll see you guys later. Bye!